Hello, it is Wednesday, January 26th. A lot of guests, a lot of conversation. Evan McPherson of the Cincinnati Bengals, stud rookie kicker. I loved what we chatted about today. Aaron Andrews, great conversation as always. Uh, Bobby Lashley, who has a fight against Brock Lesnar this week at a Royal Rumble. AJ Hawk, the boys, plus a bunch of news stories. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you do, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Massive show today. Hey, it's a big one. The game-winning, shit-talking kicker from the Cincinnati Bengals, Evan McPherson, will be joining us in 12 minutes. And when I say shit-talking, I'm not talking to other people. I'm just talking about life in general, about how damn good he is. Allegedly saying to the backup quarterback before kicking the game-winning 52-yard field goal in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs for a team that nobody could have expected to be in the position that they were at before going out to kick that game-winner in the cold all eyes on the this young guy out of Florida says to the backup quarterback with zero thought of the moment. Well, eh, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, man. Fist pumping, just dogs out there, buries a fifty-plus yarder, and now they're in the AFC Championship for the first time. And by the way, got people believing because just a few weeks back he hit a game winner against the team that they're playing this upcoming weekend. I mean, this dude is an absolute stud, an absolute. Legend already. Yeah. Cannot wait to watch his entire career. We'll talk to him in about 11 minutes. That's high praise, but I think I, he deserves it. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? The mental state of mind that he is able to get to is what every super level kicker uh, has the ability to get to. There is a bunch of other kickers okay, mm-hmm. that are in this vein here. And there's a lot of other kickers that have made a lot of money kicking balls mm-hmm. that are in this vein here. That mental difference is what keeps the people up here. Hey, there's the Adam Vinatieri up there. Hey, there's the Justin Tucker right up there. Hey, there's the Shane Leckler. You go through, Janikowski was bombing balls for a long time. There's like, there's just a level, a mental level that people can get up to up here. Morton Anderson had it for a long, long time. There's this guy already there rookie year, and that is awesome. Uh, He's in the same division as Justin Tucker, which is a terrible division for kickers. (laughs) Terrible. Chris Boswell also for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a maybe, fucking stud maybe as the well. the best of k- kicking division in Well, it has football, to be too yeah. because it's the absolute worst. Like a lot of people would think in the AFC North kickers, if they were in, you know, like the NFC West, which is a lot of California or domes mm-hmm. or uh, in the NFC South, which is domes or very warm places, how they would do. And maybe they'll migrate down there later. But yeah, fucking stud. It can't wait yeah. to chat with him. Big game coming up this weekend. He doesn't even know it. And I don't think the rest of the team does either, which is fantastic. We'll talk to somebody who has been in those massive games, massive moments, plenty of times before. Aaron Andrews will join. Okay. Yay! At 105 Eastern. Obviously, we're talk about the Calm Don podcast that mm-hmm. she hosts alongside Clarissa Thompson uh, and also everything happening in the NFL. Her thoughts on the teams that are in the championship round. What a, what a, what a fucking season it's been. Yeah. Longest season ever in NFL history. Uh, they obviously covered it. The crew she's on. A lot of work. Now we're getting into the glory time. Super Bowl's just a couple weeks away. Her thoughts on the season that was the 2021 season. And how about Bobby Lashley in the third hour? What? Oh. Yeah. Come on, Bobby Lashley. Now, Bobby Lashley, in my opinion, okay, I'll say this. Bobby Lashley could beat the shit out of me. Sure. Okay. He could, yeah, maybe. He could oh. beat the hell. No, he could. 
This guy could. He could beat the hell out of everybody that we see yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. At the same time. Okay, he is a massive individual. I seen him walk out at a pay-per-view in the Thunderdome down in Tampa, and it was the first time I think I had seen him in person. And he walked out, and I was, I was mesmerized by the fucking vast amount of muscles on a human being. I had no mm-hmm. idea it could happen. And then... Uh, Braun Strowman got in the ring and then Drew McIntyre got in the ring and I thought to myself holy fuck are these the three biggest (laughs) dudes on earth well, he's fighting Brock Lesnar this week. Oh, no. Yeah, Royal Rumble, Bobby. Uh-oh. Hey, boy. That's a, hey, you got a good story, Bob. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Hey, good. You got the killing machine, dude. Mm-hmm. You got the guy that we would send to fight an alien species if an alien species came to planet Earth and said, we are a respectful alien species. We do not want to have to do what we're about to do. You have a chance to send your best fighter against our best fighter. You win. We'll pack up. We'll go to another planet. Mm -hmm. We win. Whole place is ours. Everybody would point right at they're probably a team. Everybody point right at Brock Lesnar. Send that Mm -hmm. fucking Viking guy. Good luck. Get him. Now, there's others, obviously, on that list. I think we'd have a good starting five against any alien species sure. that would come yeah, in. Absolutely. I think we'd feel pretty good. But that's, that'll be a good conversation there. And let's chat a little bit more about a conversation we we're lucky enough to have yesterday. At Ty Schmidt is here. At Boston Connors here. At Tone Diggs is here. One half of the Hammer Dad podcast, a gambling podcast that goes live 15 minutes after this show ends at youtube.com forward slash Hammer Dad. That plum football boy was awesome. Pretty nice. Wow. It is nice. Hey, Woo. let's go, dude. Pretty nice, right? Hey, let's go. Plum football got some Jordan gear. Thanks, sir. Things are going good down there. Uh, by the way, the uh, fund that we we're all a part How's of for the high school going very well. Nice. A lot of things go. are being purchased. A lot of things are happening at Old Plum High School, and I believe the football team is moving. Yeah. Uh, uh, up a division. Oh, no. Hey, that oh, budget no. might have to grow. That budget might have to be a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah. bigger. Uh, but I love what you're wearing there. Good for, good on you, Cowboy. Let's talk about yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think anytime we talk to Aaron Rodgers, there's plenty of takeaways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's the reigning MVP of the NFL. One of the greatest of all time. On a Mount Rushmore of football. And I think this show has allowed, and I say this a lot, and I don't want to be preachy, but I believe this show has allowed conversation from Aaron Rodgers that has never happened before. This show, I believe, has had the incredible opportunity to be a part of a journey of learning about one of the greatest of all time and the biggest league of all time. And I think that is a very, very positive thing. I actually take a little bit of pride in the fact that I'm a part of it. Now, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously. A.J. Hawk, good friend of Aaron, is you know a part of the whole thing and making it even possible to begin with. The boys, the energy, everything. And Aaron's willingness to be an open book when he had never been that before, ever. I think he said uh, yesterday that, or maybe he said in his press conference, he said, I think I was always kind of an enigma mm-hmm. uh, because I never really spoke. He was super quiet. We knew nothing about one of the greatest ball throwers of all time, the greatest ball thrower of all times. I think at this point, people would actually call him that. And I think he would be... Yeah, that's probably right, is what a lot of people would say. So getting a chance to learn about somebody like that, I think I'm incredibly lucky to be able to do it. Now, every time we talk to him, though, people just get more and more pissed off. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it, it's unbelievable that everything that, you know, is chatted about, it's, somebody's going to get pissed off about it. I hate that it happens. I don't like being a part of that type of thing. I think we're learning about why a guy is the way he is. We're very lucky to do so. It's an entire segment. He spends time talking to us. I think we've, you know, gotten along rather well. I think we still do. A lot of respect for each other. That is a dream come true for me as somebody that was in sports my entire life. I enjoyed watching Joe Buck interview people in front of a crowd like sports legends i forget what it was called but his conversation with jerry jones i watched late night one night on there and just learning about jerry and his story it was amazing and i didn't hear joe buck push back about any business flaws or personal flaws that jerry jones had in those interviews because as i was watching it that wasn't i Hey, I understand this person is probably a flawed individual and there's probably things that I do not agree with in his life because he has lived a much different life than I have lived. But listening to Jerry Jones talk about his story like inspired me. It was like awesome. I enjoy learning about people in our you know, bucket of life, which is sports, about why they are the way they are, because I got a chance to experience a little tiny bit of that. You know, I became pretty good at my position, but I never really understood how the people that were, you know, because there's levels to this shit. (laughs) There's uh, there's levels to this in in the athletic uh, vein. And a lot of it is commitment. A lot of it is mental uh, decision making. A lot of it, by the way, is not going to be relatable to a lot of people because you can't be relatable if you're going to reach the levels that a lot of these motherfuckers are able to reach because they think differently than people. They are unique motherfuckers. That's why he's probably going to go back to back MVP here, just like when Tom Brady speaks fucking love it because that is a unique dude who we can all say probably an alien of some sort but whenever he starts talking it's like i want to learn about that person now are we going to go into every flaw that he has every conversation he has had with somebody i hope not right because i assume you could find something like that with everybody that you disagree with but man all of these and it's because you know he became a poster boy obviously Mm -hmm. and just like we talked about yesterday Like, I don't think he wanted to be. That is why the immunized thing happened. Because if he comes out and they say, are you vaccinated or not? And he goes, I am not vaccinated. Okay. Then everything that happened in the middle of the season starts literally the first day he's back almost. And now he did. He even said, hey, I I did mislead some people with Mm -hmm. that. I think he... Yesterday, he took some ownership on some shit, too. He said, oh, 10 years from now, we'll look back. I probably said some things wrong, did some accountability, uh, said he was divisive, obviously. Now, this comes after an ESPN 28-minute uh, conversation where we didn't hear where it called out. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I think he did have a little bit of a reflection period there. But just the amount of absolute hatred for that dude on a regular basis, I don't understand. it. I don't know if it's ever going to stop. And I don't think he wanted to be in the position that he ended up being in, but he's the MVP of the league there are consequences that come with that type of spotlight especially whenever a decision you make for your personal life is so politicized so he said yesterday he was expecting it to come at some point he didn't want to do it i don't know it's just it's interesting because i'm sure people aren't actually listening to him speak no they're just like either the clips because we do post clips or maybe it's on us but like sporting news put out uh, a tweet that said a quote on him that said there were a ton of people tuning in rooting against us for one reason one reason only it's because of my vaccination status and them wanting to see us lose so they could pile on then the, t- the tweet says Aaron Rodgers says people were rooting against the Packers solely because of his vaccination status okay so like sporting news I assume they're a journalism group Maybe. This was an answer to a question in which I asked him, like, hey, did you see the Aaron Rodgers, uh, the COVID idiot, yeah. everything that was on you? He said he didn't really see it, but then he 
you know, he gave his answer and it was like, if they would have took this quote, and I understand that you can get a clip out of context to do that whole thing, but if they would have looked into it a little bit like journalists are supposed to do, right? They were seeing that I basically asked him directly about the people that were responding. So some of the stuff gets taken out of context. I feel bad about it for Aaron, but Aaron's a big boy. He can handle it. I, I just want to let everybody know. I'm just trying to inform people on why the greats, one of the greatest of all time, is the way he is. I'm vaccinated, okay? So it's not like I am in the same vein of thinking as him, but I respect the shit out of why he feels the way he feels yeah. because there is a reason he feels the way he feels. And if you just want to argue with everybody you disagree with all the time, like I don't know how that existence is going to be for you. Let's go ahead and just get past that and recognize it. But also the narrative being painted about him, I think is kind of bullshit with the, the way quotes are being taken out of con- I, I, I just personally, I think that. Yeah, unfortunately, you knew that that... Like- that's going to happen no matter what. And we were saying, you know, before we went on the show today, how like Rogers mentioned, you know, him and Gudikin's relationship getting better. Like none of that stuff ever really gets out. Like the stuff that you would think like, oh, this is actually like big news. It kind of just gets swallowed up by everything COVID related. And he also said too, I'd be interested to see once he kind of like, you know, the season's over now. And he was like, in my opinion, probably isn't going to be out there as much. Like I'll be interested to see if it continues to kind of just, snowball and if like that's it and people just hate his guts now period I, i'm assuming that he is hoping that this is all never going to have to happen again i think he said that yeah before mm-hmm. and as somebody that is associated with him i hope it doesn't happen either i like i, I would like <laughs> you know like i, I want to hear about his work ethic i want to mm-hmm. hear about what he's doing why he's thinking why he's breaking down that but the world got different we were a part of it we do apologize for any divisiveness or negativity we brought to people's lives obviously uh but i enjoyed learning about him Pivoting, transitioning. Another man I can't wait to learn a lot about. We've talked to him before. He was just a young little whippersnapper at that point. Mm -hmm. Had already hit a game winner. Now he's hit Mm -hmm. four in the season in his rookie year in the hardest division to kick in in football. Just got fresh out of a game-winning 52-yard kick in the divisional round. Ladies and gentlemen, his jersey sold out. Can't find it. Wow. Evan McPherson. Yeah! What's up, dude? What's going on? Hey. How we doing? Hey, hell of a year, man. Hey, hey, let's keep it going, obviously. Go, but boy. hell of a year, man. The last time we chatted with you, you know, it was early in the year. You hit a game winner, and you're I'm just trying to keep my head down, trying to do my thing. You're building your legacy already, dude. Congrats on a hell of a season. Yeah, thanks, man. Obviously, it's not over yet. I, I know some people in that in that room are doubting the Bengals. Oh, 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 oh. you talking to me? Tony, Tony, Tony. Who I, whoever bet against the Bengals is who I'm talking about. Oh, oh, and I know earlier in the year, the if you recall, I, this this team's different. I, I I knew early in the year this team was going to have what it took, you know, to to win playoff games and make a run for the Super Bowl. And uh, here we are. We got Joey B. Oh. Cool sunglasses. Oh, the coolest. Oh, yeah. The coolest. We got Jamar Chase. Woo! T. Higgins. What? Tyler Boyd. What? Freaking Joe Mixon. What? And C.J. Uzama. Uzama. Wow. Just scoring points. You know, coming up big time for the Bengals. But no, I mean, we're all having fun here. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, you know, there's no better show. 
Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. And right now, there's no better guy kicking balls than you. And I would like to chat with you about some of the ways you think you have gotten here because that, let, by the way, shout out to you. You did say that early in the season. And I think Joe Burr came out and said, the first day we saw Evan McPherson in the building, we knew we had a guy. What was that? You think you just came in and were just yourself and natural and confident? And I assume you didn't view that as any type of difference. But I guess there's other kickers out there that are just like, I guess. I, I don't know. I've never been around. Honestly, I've never been around them. But the stories I hear from other people is that kickers just come in, are scared to death to talk to anybody. Joey Burrow came out after the game and was like, we knew who this guy was immediately upon how he interacted with people. I assume that was just a welcoming locker room. And is that how you always are? Yeah, no, it was definitely a welcoming uh, locker room. And I think the biggest thing for me was to come in and get comfortable and just you know make friends. Because I think that's that's probably the, the way you get comfortable with a team is you, you kind of introduce yourself to everyone, get to know everyone, and um, kind of start to build a relationship. Um, and that's how they kind of, I guess, gain confidence in you. And if they have confidence in me, then I'm going to have confidence in myself uh, to go out there and perform for them. But um, no, this, this locker room was a super welcoming uh, locker room, you know, just coming in, knowing that, you know, we had a lot of guys and we're all working for the, for the same goal. Okay, so you said that builds your confidence inside you being friends with those guys. Let's talk about one of the most legendary kicking stories I've ever heard in my entire life. One that will be talked about at all kicking camps. You know it, too. You've been to kicking camps where they tell stories about these guys' unwavering confidence and legendary tales of that. You actually having the moment, then actually doing it, and then banging one through before it even gets through the uprights, celebrating with Huber and with Clark. I mean, that level of confidence is something that only a few people ever can attain. And I know it's because there's a lot of hard work and everything like that, but did you actually say, look, uh, well, cup uh, well, <laughs> looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, fist pump and jog out there. And is that just something you've done on a regular basis? Is that, the, I know everybody says I'm going on the field to make the kick, but that is a level of confidence and comfort that many strive to get to and never reach, dude. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I explained like, Confidence is probably the number one thing for a kicker to have, in my opinion. Uh, first and foremost, obviously. I think uh, – and, and I kind of saw it as a challenge. Um, you know, if you, if you say something like that, mm. you, know, you better go out there and back it up because you're not, you're not walking back to the sideline after just missing a field goal that you said you're going to make. Well, I mean <laughs> – yeah, you can't have – that's what people speak things into existence. Everybody's like, they speak it into existence. You speak it into existence. It's like, yeah, maybe the universe is answering, but also now that everybody knows what I'm trying to do, if I don't do it, I'm a failure, basically. It, that's, yeah, I get it. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was definitely part of it. But uh, So I wanted to ask you a question. So that football on your desk, I saw a picture, a close-up picture of it, not the, the Colts one. Oh, this one here, yeah. That the one with all the uh, Adam Vinatieri records on it. Yeah, yeah. What do you? Which one do you want to see? The uh, the playoff one, the playoff field goals one. Most points in a postseason career. Just a post single postseason. The the most field goals in a postseason or a single postseason. Mm, most field goals in a single postseason. Oh, that's the bottom one here, huh? You've seen this, huh? You've seen yeah. this ball, yeah. Uh, Fourteen. How many do you? You've had thirteen points. In the last two games, they said 13-plus. How many do you have right now? We got eight right now, and that's – so I saw that ball before the first game, and I was like, that would be pretty cool to break. I said, that would be a pretty cool record to break. Damn. Hey, listen, so, take it easy. Vinatieri played a long <laughs> fucking time, Evan. All right? All right. But 
Just know these last two games. <laughs> uh, where are you from originally? Uh, Fort Payne, Alabama. How many sports did you play? I'm going to say I, I played a lot growing up, but for the most part, just soccer and football. When did you get into kicking and when did you know like, oh, okay, I have a fucking cannon and I'd rather run three steps instead of seven miles a game? Did you think, was that the decision or did you just naturally pick up kicking better? Uh, so it probably started when I was like fourth or fifth grade. My older brother tried out um, when he was in ninth grade. And then, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, we had a soccer goal in the yard and we just put PVC pipes on the side of them and started, you know, kicking over the soccer goal instead of into it. But uh, I'd say... Whenever I really started taking it serious was my eighth grade year. Uh, my brother, my older brother had graduated. They didn't have a kicker uh, for the varsity team. And so I tried out. I made the team and um, kind of just played varsity, you know, the rest of the way. Um, so I'd say my eighth grade year is kind of when I really, when it really took a turn and it really got serious for me. And your little brother right now is kind of carrying on the McPherson legacy, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he, he he just finished up his senior year, and obviously he broke my uh, my record for the longest field goal in Alabama high school uh, football history. So you guys, your parents are just churning out kickers down there. I mean, it's just like the Colquitt family is a family of kickers, obviously, and we all know that there's legendary tales of legacies in a lot of different professions, but if there, there might be, what, two, three McPhersons in the fucking league at one time? That's insane to think about. Do you compete with each other? Does... Uh, yeah. do you, does your little brother ever beat you? Uh, there's probably been a couple times where he has. Oh, um, no. oh. <laughs> I, I've said it, and I'll, I'll say it here now. I mean, he's probably better than I was at his age um, right now. And, you know, he, he's a he's a smaller guy, but he's got an extremely fast and kind of whippy leg. And so, I mean, he can do some, some crazy things with the football. You're not that large of a guy either, and your leg speed is insane. What do you think that's from? Is it from working out or just kicking constantly since eighth grade? I mean, I, I think it just comes down to just growing up, you know, like playing sports all like my whole life. Uh, I think soccer has a lot to do with it. Uh, obviously, you run a lot in soccer. And um, so I think just kind of it, it all um, is kind of from, I would just say, you know, just being involved with sports, you know, my whole life obviously playing soccer, playing football, and just, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of reps, as you know. This is the long season, like your rookie year is the long going because you come out of college, then you go work out for the combine or pro day, then you get drafted, then you have OTAs, then you have training camp, then you have the longest season in the history of the NFL, then now you have wild card, divisional round, uh, now AFC Championship. How's the leg feel? I mean, obviously, 54 and 52 last week, you have no fucking problem in the freezing cold. How does the leg feel? No, the leg's feeling great, and uh, I think that's a testament to our, our, um, our training staff. Uh, they, they've done a great job with me. Uh, if I'm ever feeling you know anything tight or um, any soreness or anything like that, you know they've jumped on it real fast and, and helped me uh, you know feel 100% every single week. Um, and so going into the playoffs, you know I'm feeling like it's week one. I mean these are all extra extra football games, and so you're kind of excited and uh, the uh, the adrenaline's kind of heightened and uh, 
you know, it's just pumping through through your blood. And so I don't, feel, I feel like you can't really get injured in the playoffs just because it's so exciting. And <laughs> you know, it, these are extra football games that you get to play and extra checks too, Evan. And extra <laughs> checks. You know, you don't have to think about it. You love the game, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this off season, though, you'll think about it after the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, go ahead, Tone. Evan Pat was talking about how hard it is to kick in the AFC North, and earlier we were talking about it's probably the best kicking division now in the NFL with you, Boz, and Tucker. And Alabama and Florida, not a lot of cold weather down there. What was it like? Do you think the, the weather in the AFC North kind of makes you focus in more? And what was it like going from always kicking in warmer weather places to the AFC North? Yeah, being a soft-ass Southern boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, nah, it gets pretty cold up in Northeast Alabama, I will say. <laughs> not, not as cold as it gets here, but it does get a little chilly. But, no, I think uh, I actually saw a kicker um, say you kind of got to embrace the weather. And I think that's what I kind of try to do coming into it. Um, if we had those, I mean, we had uh, a rainy day of practice and it was like 30, it was like 38 and rainy. And I was like, this is just miserable. But you, you kind of learn a lot from it. Um, you, you learn um, that nothing really matters, but, you know, getting your foot in the ground and kind of hitting a clean ball. And I mean, if you don't, if you don't get the, you know, if you don't get a good plant and put a good head on the ball, or, you know, the, the weather and the rain, the snow, whatever, it's going to affect you a lot. And so I think it just really made me focus more on, you know, ball contact and uh, body control. Isn't it crazy whenever you just start thinking about your three yards there as opposed to what's happening everywhere else? It's a real yeah. game changer. That's a veteran mindset, by the way. It took me a bit to get to that, especially with punting in some of those different stadiums. I'm like, ah, I got to worry about this fucking jet stream up here and <laughs> if I hit it over here. But what I'm not worrying about is just hitting the ball clean. If I just hit the ball clean, hopefully everything else will figure itself out. That's a veteran mindset, dude. Have you been? Have you gone to a lot of camps and stuff like that? Do you? Is it all just rep size? Uh, uh, through how you get better or how do you continue to grow? Yeah, no, I mean, I like to compete against people um, in the offseason, obviously, and, and Jamie Cole's probably been that that guy for me just to go and uh, kind of have him look at me and uh, kind of refine uh, some things that, you know, might be um, flawed in my, in my technique. And just, you know, the guys that come around, um, you know, he has a camp that we're, let's say, five to six, seven NFL guys just come out come out to and, and kick. I know you've been to a couple. Yeah, they're um, awesome. Those are awesome days. We got hammered drunk in between them. I don't know if you guys are still doing that, but we used to go have a great time and then next day, let's get some Pedialytes. But you're just Hell competing yeah. and learning. It's like a, it's literally yeah. a home run derby. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it, th those camps are awesome. And like you said, it's, it's not all about uh, on the field, but off the field, it's just so much fun. Where do you think you can get better? Um... I mean, I think I can improve uh, probably in a lot of places. Um, yeah, all right. Don't I, even I, get I it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't need to hear it. Hey, you're just making the kick. Who gives a fuck, dude? You know, yeah. go ahead, Ty. Evan, with your offense, obviously you know you're probably going to get a decent amount of opportunities. Um, but, like, when you go into a game, are you ever thinking, like, oh, I actually I'm, I might need a couple today in order to, you know, help us win? Or are you just thinking about making your next kick every time no matter what? I mean, it, it, it's probably like, you know, make, make your next kick no matter what. But I will say um, we probably um, handle different game or games different than others. Um, you know, if we're playing a team again, if, it, if we're playing a team like Kansas City where we need to score points and, you know, we got a fourth and goal from the five, you know, we might take the points rather than going for it. And um, so, I mean, every, every game is different. Um, How is Zach? How is Zach Taylor? Cool guy? 
Yeah, he's nice. He's a great guy. And I thought about wearing my shirt, my Zach Taylor shirt. I don't know if y'all have seen Jamar wear these Joe Burrow shirts out in pregame. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, so they sent us a Zach Taylor one, and we were going to wear it out to pregame in Tennessee, but they, the NFL came out and said they'd fine you. If oh, wow. They don't like the you guys supporting your head coach? I mean, he had a rough go the first couple of years. Not a lot of wins. A lot of people wondering, like, is this guy – going to be a coach. And this year, it's just been spectacular. And it feels like the way you're talking about him with shirts and everything, the whole locker room loves him. He's got every – the culture's all ready to go. No, I mean, everybody loves him, and I think everybody wants him around here for for the next couple of years. I mean, he, he's a great guy, a great coach. Uh, I think he's handled me great. Uh, he he kind of lets me do kind of my own thing. Um, it's, you know, it's me and Darren – um, and then if Zach has an input, you know, he'll definitely come and, and give it. But, you know, he's been great, uh, great to me. Um, you know, he, he's shown all the confidence in the world to me. And like I said, that, that gives me all the confidence in the world to go out there and, you know, perform for him. Well, looks like we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that moment happens for you. We know you'll deliver. Uh, you are a fantastic not only story, but hopefully a legend that we'll learn about for a long, long time. I appreciate your time, dude. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, no, I appreciate y'all having me. Hey, no problem. I'll tell that son of a bitch who picked against you, too. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say, hey, no more misinformation on this program. Quit doing, yeah, that. Yeah, we're doing, doing that. We're doing that, AJ. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan McPherson. Thank you. Yeah. Joining us now from his attic in Ohio, a man who always brings the absolute juice to a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The ever-so-chatty, ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, and COVID survivor, A.J. Hall. A.J., what's going on, dude? Oh, not much, guys. Just happy to be here and you know, you know stick uh, strictly to football no no toxicity nothing today i can't wait i'm, I'm dialed in there you go okay thank you okay. hey here wow. we go I got censored yesterday, so I figured today. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's trying to silence I'll you? I'll stick with the script that you send me, and you tell me what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> All right, by the way, I'd like to let everybody know I did learn of Neil Young, what happened yeah. yes. after yesterday's show, obviously during the show in the middle of a toxic moment between AJ and Aaron. Uh, I was left out of the inside joke I learned quickly afterwards. Thank you for bringing that to light, AJ. Our show is a program that... You know, get the chance to really cover everything. Uh, it's very nice of you. We appreciate it. Uh, real quick before we get to our guest, who I can't wait to chat with, your thoughts on the reaction to yesterday's conversation? I think there's some shit obviously getting taken out of context, but let's talk about some of the positives. He and Guti getting along, it sounded like. I felt like he wasn't going to retire, although he said he was going to do it on this show. That means nothing. I think there was a lot of positive from that conversation if you're looking at it from a football perspective. Absolutely. The fact that he has said, like, hey, he seems to have an open, like, communication with Goody, the GM, which it sounds like last year they didn't have. So they've, they've grown there. And the fact also he wants to make a decision quick uh, for his teammates and for the team. And for him to come in studio or, or if he wants to do it on this show, would he come on the show to retire? Like, there wouldn't be much fanfare in that. There's a lot of people tweeting me, oh, this feels like the decision 2.0 or whatever. It's like, oh, 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 oh. I don't think we're going to be marketing it. I don't uh, think. Yeah, right. I, I don't think there's going to be like a full, hey, this is going to happen in five days. LeBron's going to do what he's going to do. And that I don't think we're going to do that. It'll probably be a random pop-in if I yeah. had to guess. Mm-hmm. Those are the best anyways. Like, uh, yeah. hey, how you doing? Keep moving. But also, if he doesn't do it on the show, I am not expecting him to do so. This is a massive decision. Very thankful he stopped by. Joining us now is one of Aaron's. Oh, never mind. Oh, oh no. shit. Never mind. What? 
It's probably locked out of the app. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> who who is sleep most? Did you see that I got locked out of my, Did you hear I got locked out of my car this morning because I'm <laughs> trying the future? and Wait, the new car you told me you got last night? Yeah, yeah, I got locked out of it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Coldest day of the year, by far. Coldest day, of the year. negative twenty or something. Wind chill yeah. every night. Oh yeah. You could have. Could you have broke the window? I'm, I'm, there is a way to. I, guess, I mean, that's it. I haven't done that, but I've thought about it. For it sure. Well, I mean, there was a couple of those it's moments. Chilly. Obviously, it's chilly for that. Tim McAfee had his truck there as well, so I was able to just ride with him. But there was an entire moment. Joining us now is a friend of not just Aaron Rodgers, but many around the NFL. Because although she's only worked for a couple years mm-hmm. in the limelight, she has done nothing but. Be fantastic on air. Host of the Calm Don podcast, Aaron Andrews. What's up, dude? Hi, guys. What's up? Wait, what happened yesterday? You guys got in a little trouble? Did you hug him? What happened? Well, see, I'm a... Listen, we respect social distancing, Mm -hmm. so I would never do that, okay? So that is why, you know, we're all spaced out and that whole thing. You and the way, you know, the way your conversations go, you guys are basically just taking COVID and slapping each other in the face with it. It, It's kind of what it looked like or the reaction was. But everything he does, EA, has that reaction. Has it always been like that? I mean, AJ knows better than I do. I don't think it's ever been as this extreme and i was listening to you earlier um a texas roadhouse by the way that bread is so outstanding that Ugh. butter another level oh so good yeah it, it always is there for you too mm-hmm. it's always yeah, it's there sure for is. you if you need you it you can always get a refill too oh, but yeah, yeah no i i it's another level with him this year i had a great um a great text exchange with kelly stafford after she you know had read a bunch of it and we had uh tom the next weekend against Philly and Kelly Stafford wrote me, I hope you give Tom Brady a huge ass hug afterwards. This is so dumb. So yeah, whatever. Well, it's kind of the way life is, I guess, in the modern world that we're living in. And for you, yeah. you although you've only been doing this for a couple of years, you know, you've exactly. you've only been doing so this for, for a few years and, you know, you've risen so quickly and there's obviously a lot of hard work that has happened back there. But at this point, you're I would assume very welcomed in every single NFL locker room, every single conversation. <laughs> Legit, I'm, I'm saying that with 100% truth. These final four teams that are in championship weekend, how do you feel about them? Like the Bengals are a very young team. They're kind of new into this thing. Awesome. They, they don't know what they know. You enjoy them? Like, What is the vibe you think from each of these teams since you've gotten to meet and chat with them a lot more than we have? Well, unfortunately, we don't get to spend a lot of time with the Bengals. We have them like once a year, and it's week two against the Jags, right? So you don't really get to see it all unfold. We didn't kind of see this offense take shape like it did. I will tell you, um, obviously, SEC girl. Okay, Evan McPherson, I see ya. Hey. But uh, how about that energy? Yeah. How about him saying, I'm going to, we're going to the AFC Championship? That's good Gator. That's good Gator football. That's good Gator football. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. But no, I'm all in on Joe Burrow. I I love it. I love the cigars. Obviously, paid attention to him when he was at LSU, but I, I just love the vibe. I love the swagger. I love what he brings. So, Looking forward to that one. And, yeah, obviously with the San Francisco 49ers and the L.A. Rams knowing pretty well. KC, I feel like they're, you know, America's guest. We see them in the playoffs every year. So um, it's going to be a good time. We had week 18 against the 49ers and the Rams and that whole thing and how that unfolded. That was nuts. I mean, at halftime we were sitting there. I was saying to Joe and Troy during the break, are they going to put Trey Lance in? What are they going to do here? And then 
my God, they just had Uncle Mo on their side and then ran right through Lambeau. Oh, Sorry, big, Mo, big Mo, big Mo. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, what's it like uh, covering this this L.A. Rams team right now? It feels like they like they're embodying like the whole Hollywood lifestyle. And I feel like back when USC was rolling, you had the celebrities on the sidelines. I feel like I feel like we're starting to see that more. Is that like does L.A. need to lean into that? I mean. It- that week 18 game was pretty nuts. I'll tell you the week three game when Brady came to town, that was the loudest I've ever heard so far. And all the stars were out. Larry David's on the Jumbotron. Jay-Z's there. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm in a house that somebody here won two cups for the LA area. And that was pretty fun back then. Nothing like the NFL vibe. But it's cool. Like you said, you know, Snoop Dogg there, Jay-Z, all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's it's a time. I. Listen, L.A., it's like, what have you done for me lately? You got to win here. So we'll see what happens these next two games if they're able to do it. But the fact that they're back here for the championship when I kind of thought we'd be back in Lambeau or I thought we'd go to Tampa this weekend, uh, it's an exciting opportunity for them. I'm pumped to see how they come out. Dream come true for the NFL, too, right? Don't you think, EA? I mean, the NFC championships in L.A. and the Super Bowl could be in L.A. That seems like that was the goal of getting teams to L.A. Do you agree with that or no? Is it? I mean, I think it's great. It's exciting. But I mean, would we have wanted to have seen another Rodgers Brady in the NFC championship? I mean, who knows what's going to happen now with these two? Are they leaving their teams? Are they not? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Nampa was pretty special the other night. I mean, besides being, you know, zero degrees, it was pretty awesome. AJ, how the hell did you deal with like the nose drainage? I mean, you just let it go or what? We, we let it, we freeze on our face. That's the one thing. You're having a full blown convo with somebody and it's just leaking out. You have no idea. I think it's harder for you on the sidelines when you guys are trying to like <laughs> do a little hit and they come to you and you haven't really been talking for a while. You're right. Like when you're on the field yelling, you're, you're, you know, it's all right to have spit flying out and your nose running. But when you guys are trying to be yeah. on TV, well, it's also AJ, when you speak for more than two seconds, your mouth freezes up too when it's that cold. Well, AJ played before Omicron too. So yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. I mean, you're battling through a full pandemic mm-hmm. out there in the middle of Wisconsin, a full snow globe. You love that. Like, it sounds like that type of moment is something you enjoy because you've been in a lot of yeah. massive situations. I mean, obviously, they're all bigger than the two Stanley Cups that your husband won. You know, I heard you say that in there. I assume that is a conversation that has happened as well. But does every game, do you feel that with every game? Or is there just some weekends where you're like, oh, that was really cool. That was amazing. Is there only a few that you really look back on and think were special? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a handful, you know, during the regular season, you're like, this is awesome. Week 18, we thought we had the best game. And then, you know, what was it? Raiders, Chargers that ended the regular season. They were like, all right, we didn't have the best game. But yeah, we go to Lambeau. We know we're going to freeze our asses off. We want it to snow. All of a sudden, I'm waiting in the tunnel for Matt LaFleur. And you start seeing the wind going in the flurries. And it's like, okay, this is awesome. Now let's hope we can get out of here tonight because no yeah. offense, I don't want to spend the night. Um, oh, so yeah, but watch the games, Green all bang. the things. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. Wow. The that hell's was, that about? Well, yeah. Hey, listen, I've been there. There's, uh, you can go curl. You can go curling. Yeah. Oneida. You can, do. you can go to the Oneida Casino. That's oh. a giving casino. The yeah. Oneida Casino. You win all the time. I heard. I think we heard uh, Tony Romo in the middle of that, uh, or not Tony Romo, I'm sorry, Troy Aikman in the middle of that blowout, Bucks Eagles, say uh, a lot of people probably <laughs> wanted to call that Dallas game. <laughs> do you guys get to decide that? Does the NFL pick and choose that? How does that work? And was that genuine or just off the cuff there? Um, well, first of all, the picking and all that, that's way above my pay grade. I just, I, I oh, harass so that's a, a guy who 
things and all that. Hey, that's a thing though. It sounds like way above my pay grade. So like the picking and choosing of which game sounds like that's maybe a thing. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's a whole science. We have a guy at Fox. You should have him on pack. He's a, or he's a legend. He's such a legend. His name is Mike Mulvihill. I love him. He deals yeah. with our ratings. He deals with picking what games we have. Like he's already dialed in. Is Rogers going to stay? Is he going to go? What team is he going to go to? He was the guy that week one, who did we have? Oh, New Orleans, Green Bay. But opposite of that window, it was a Denver game, just in case. So, I mean, the whole thing that he goes through with picking and choosing and all of that, what would be the better game? What would be it's all it's like a weird, crazy, beautiful mind science. You would love it. Uh, Troy sounds like he has some questions about Mike Malvahos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> kind of going off that, EA, not necessarily in the playoffs, but in the regular season, are there like assignments yeah. you get during like a, a week and you'll be like, Oh fuck, I really don't want to go there and do that game this week. No, I come on. I want to do everything. It's yeah, great. well, I mean, yeah, there's some shitty games out there. Well, yeah, and then, you know, we may be locked in and ready to go on one team, and then they blow it the next week, and we can't change it because it's on Sunday. You know, it's things like that. Yeah, it's it's not – we don't get to change every week. So our Thursday nights, we're no longer doing it anymore, but those were locked in at the beginning of the year. So you're kind of cheering for, you know, a team so it's not, oh, God, they're coming off four straight losses. Yay, yeah. I can't wait to be on that sideline. Talk to that punter. Yeah, well, hey, listen, that's a good conversation. If they've lost four straight, the punter's probably been pretty busy. Would like to hear what he's saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, why do you think here we are at, towards the end of the longest season in the history of the NFL, obviously going to championship weekend? Why do I look like shit? Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, what is that about? What? Yeah, we did not need okay the entire conversation together. That is not true. Okay, be, be careful what you're telling yourself. You're listening, EA. Okay, somebody told me that. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, let's. Um. By the way, not true. But why do you think this season? If you could look back, and we talked to you earlier in the season, and now we're here, there's still been so much chaos. Do you think this is what the future looks like in the NFL? Do you think there is just going to be unpredictability? And why do you think this season was a little bit different than maybe in years past? Gosh, you guys are better equipped to answer that than I I am. No, I you've been it. there. You've been there. We're, we're just no, sitting at I, home like stooges. Yeah, yeah. cons. 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 Yeah, but cons. No, I mean, I... I I heard you didn't do very well betting this past weekend, right? Picking the games. Did you do well with that? Yeah, let's get to the positive. Let's get to the answer, please. <laughs> the private jet. I don't. I get it. Um, no, I I don't know, but it's been awesome. This has been an amazing postseason, and I think our crew specifically, or especially going into it, we kind of thought this would happen. Now, did we think the Bucks would kind of have their way with Philly in our game? Yeah, a little. But, I mean, i got to be honest, and I'd love to hear what AJ thinks. I didn't think the pa- it, you know the Packers would have an easy time against San Francisco only because we saw what they did against Dallas. They don't give up. They're so physical. They believe in themselves. Kyle Shanahan's got this swag that you know the entire team has. He was telling us or no Matt LaFleur was that Uzcheck looked possessed. I mean, these are guys on offense. So, I don't know. I just while I am kind of surprised how it all has gone, I'm not, but I love it. I love it. It's not a foregone conclusion every single week. Why is this happening? You guys tell me. Why is it happening? I don't know. Yeah, shit. No Who idea. knows? Hey, what about that, that San Fran team? Aaron, with that, the San Francisco team, Jimmy Garoppolo, we hear like so many teammates come out, defend them, talk about how much they love, love to it. do. Like from they being around it. them, yeah, what do you get when you're around the team? Like, what's the feeling like with Jimmy G and the rest of the squad? 
they love this guy. I mean, they absolutely do. And I sat down with him last week. Didn't hug him. No, I did. Um, and should they be disqualified? Maybe yeah. Are the Packers back. Get Put ready, back boys. In. Hey, boys. <laughs> Get off the guitars. Now. Get off the guitars. There is a protocol <laughs> breach. You got a game Sunday. We tested. Everybody tested. Yeah. Um, you'll love this. I tested before I had to sit down with Gronk um, in, the, in the wild card. And uh, he walked in. He goes, can I hug you? And I said, I tested negative. And he goes, well, I'm always positive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that is great for the Classic Gronk character. Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Gronker. Uh, but Jimmy oh, yeah. G, but yeah. Jimmy G, I don't know what it is, AJ. I mean, the guy, he's just, they love him. They absolutely love him. And um, it's been pretty crazy, you know, the way that Do the coaches love him, yeah? Sorry. Do the coaches love him? I think so. I, I believe so. I, I do. I You don't get the vibe that people are like, this guy, let's push him out the door. Let's get the new guy ready. I, there's just really this love about the guy. I kind of said it to him and he's like, oh, thanks. That's not a compliment. His humor, his smile, his jokes, it's very Robbie G. It's very Gronkish. I'm not saying he's as silly as him, but it's happy-go-lucky, right? Um, they obviously had their time together in New England. But I feel like people pull for this dude. He talked about after they beat Dallas and everybody came up to him and was giving him hugs because he thought this was going to be it in the San Francisco uniform. And he got really, really emotional about it. There's Howard. Making a little uh, Howie, appearance there. Big Howie. Howie, come here. Uh, yeah, so I, the guys do. Everybody seems to love this guy. Debo Sit. Samuel, I mean, there's a there's a dream that everybody loves. Sit. <laughs> Is that dog? No. I'll get Caesar out there. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I, when you said he's very Robbie G, I thought Robbie Gold. And I was like, oh, so he fits in with the entire... You call Rob Gronkowski Robbie G? I think they all do, yeah. Are you not with that? You don't know about like, it? Bro, like, this is what we've been saying. We're not there. Like, no. we, that's why we're asking you all these questions. We are in a socially distant okay, yeah, studio yeah, right. with something... Protocol. Yeah. yeah. Hey, AJ, I have to tell you, I mean, this isn't news to you. The science and how you guys cracked in Green Bay, keeping warm is unbelievable. And and Pat and I have discussed, I mean, you have people that are really good science. to you on the sidelines. I love the special teams. They're always so good to me. I love a Pat McKenzie. I love talking to the doctors, medical staff. I'm like, I've got a mole right here. Can you look at this <laughs> third and four? And then, you know, the equipment staff is always the best, but... <laughs> Somebody walked up to me on Green Bay's sideline, probably because I looked absolutely freezing and miserable. They had these two pouches, and they were tied up. It was almost like your socks, but they were thinner than that, like a sling, full with probably 20 hand warmers. Those things were warm 48 hours. Oh. You put them in your pocket, stick your fingers in. Oh, my God. That's smart. That's good play. That's what happens when you're on the frozen tundra, yeah. huh, AJ? Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys are yeah. cooking up over there, ways to stay warm? Yeah, I mean, they, they have come up with many ways. Do you ever get any, uh, they have like bone broth or warm bone broth. I know Farve used to drink that. Some yeah. kind of like, it looked like soup. It smelled like it. You ever, they give that to you? Yeah, oh, please. I help myself to the beverage station. I well, it sounds it. like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> to the doctor, excuse me. I mean, I got an appointment like two weeks, but we can handle this right now, right? Is, is there anybody in the tent? No. All right. Excuse me. What is this? 
Hey. Homer, you're the best. That's a very veteran move. That's a veteran move, and you're so early in the game. That's an unbelievable step. Right. Yeah, that we're very impressed. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, you're obviously doing all these uh, meetings before the games and stuff like that with the players and the coaches. So when there's eight openings for coaches in the league, like you've, you've probably talked to a lot of these candidates and stuff like that. Is there any coaches that you're yeah. like, fuck, that guy's going to be terrible, or is there a coach that you're rooting for to get a job now? I'm rooting for Dennis Allen. I love Dennis Allen. And now with the news with Sean leaving New Orleans, who knows what they're going to do there. Um, let's see, who else? Todd Bowles. I love Todd Bowles. Byron Leftwich has been great. But Todd Bowles, I mean, there's been plenty of games that we just thought, gosh, let's let's give this guy a chance. I'm trying to think who else. Um, yeah, those are the, the two off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm going to feel like crap once I log off of here because I'm going to think of somebody else. But, yeah, how about Sean Payton, huh? That was a big surprise. I wasn't ready to start my Tuesday with that news. Well, I think it was a little late in the day, but <laughs> congratulations to Sean Payton. I live on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right. That is you're right. Is he doing TV, Aaron? Is he going to go to TV? wouldn't be shocked he kind of he kind of said that I, I think I'd be good at it I know he'd be good at it it was hilarious I know that they were making jokes on the NFL network about how long that presser ran if anyone has ever sat on a call with Sean Payton and gone through his depth chart with him our calls last like an hour and a half I mean my man is just thorough he goes off on different tangents we always laugh because you know he's like all right let's look at the depth chart here we'll start from the top Drew Brees he's in <laughs> okay I love that. But he gives you a note on every guy. He's the best. I love Sean. One of my best Sean Payton stories, and I have a ton of them, and he was always so gracious after every postseason, you know, the ones that would end kind of like the last-minute call or the way it all went down. But we were walking out at halftime. I think it was a postseason game. It was one they had to win. And I just asked him about the offense and what he thought about it all, and he's like, I got a problem. And I was like, oh, no, who's hurt? What's happening? And he's like, Nah, I got a, a guy's wife just went into labor and I don't really know if I should tell him. And I was like, well, oh, don't tell geez. me that story because now it's on my conscience. He's yeah. like, do I tell him? Do I not? I'm like, well, I need something for my sideline hit here. So tell me what to do. Oh, yeah. hey, that's another veteran move there. Look at that. That's another yeah, veteran yeah. move there. I mean, good play. I hope he does a show if that's how he speaks. And we watched probably the first 20 minutes yeah. and then like the last 30 minutes. Yep. I thought the same thing. And I think even at the beginning, he said, uh, get comfortable or something. Yeah. He said, like, get comfortable. There was a couple emotional moments he had, a couple laughing moments yeah. he had. I thought it was pretty sweet to kind of see a guy kind of bare his soul. Let's talk about, um, you said that you hugged Tom Brady, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, once oh, again, yeah. I, she hugs I'll Aaron. I'll hug you when yeah. I see Aaron loses. Wow. Yeah. No, she hugged Jimmy G. Jimmy G won. Okay. True. Jimmy yeah, G won. Yeah, yeah, this week. Jimmy yeah. G won. Jimmy G won. Yeah, we, we don't want to get into all of that. But Tom Brady, it seems like you probably have a pretty good relationship with Tom Brady from a yeah. obvious football standpoint over the years of success and everything like that. Sounds like he's done, huh? He's retiring. This came out of nowhere, EA. I mean, hello. Hey, thank you so thank much, you, Tom. 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 Thank you, Tom. We're big fans. I'm fan. not ready. I'm not ready. I don't want it to be over. I love it. I'm 43 years old. I love to see his 44-year-old butt out there. 43? Making me feel young. Yes. 26. But I'm just saying. 26. 26. We had a stat down here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. It's Botox out here in LA. It really helps. Um, we'll be no, out there I, just, soon. I don't want it to be over. Feed me. Sorry about that. What were you going to say about that? No. Hey, do when you are think, you coming? Are we hanging out? Is AJ's forehead not the best forehead you've ever seen in your entire life? We talked about this the other day, actually. Look at that thing. Yeah, yeah AJ's day, always Pat. had it going on. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
right, we'll, we'll get a mobile spa. It. A mobile spa? A little box on the road. Went in Rome. Take a couple injections. I'm going to call on a show. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about sports here. You know, the, out in L.A., there's always those decisions made everywhere, by the way. I think Indianapolis has those yeah, doctors yeah. that are yeah. putting faces back together and everything oh, yeah. like we'll that. Test it out before we go. Can I get a new one? I mean, can, I get, can you make me more? Can you get a new face? Is that happening out in L.A.? Yeah. I mean, maybe that'll happen out there. You think he's done, though? Yeah, you think Tom's <laughs> done or no? I hope not. I just don't understand how, and this is the fan, the selfish sideline reporter in me. I, I want him to come back. How you can end like this. I mean, he... I don't know if he's ever thrown the ball this well. He looked fantastic. Um, I just, come on. I don't want you to hang it up. What about Aaron? I understand. I, you guys, I don't know. I don't know. As an outsider, happening. as an outsider looking in, you're obviously not a part of the conversation that happened yesterday. And I don't know if you've seen it or not. There's been clips taken out of context all over the place. And I was back on CNN last Imagine night. Imagine that. I was, Imagine at, that. I was back on CNN last night. And I, somebody called me Flabby Arm Guy. Whoa, Flabby. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I think I've been working out. Actually, I've been in the sauna. Who was it? Come on. Who called you that? Get the. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Tubin. I don't remember. <laughs> no, nah, Tubin's off. He's the uh, Tubin. Yeah. Tubin He's going. AJ's favorite. We know oh, who Tubin yeah. is. Yeah, AJ. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, Aaron. What did you do? What happened? What happened? Uh, well, I, didn't, I didn't really do much. Aaron Rodgers said some stuff yesterday, and we had a great conversation. We learned about a man who's in an incredible chapter of his life right now where I think he doesn't really know what's going to happen yet. But a lot of the things he said yesterday, although they were taken politically and hatred-wise, there was a lot of other shit in there where he was talking about his relationship with Gunta Kuntz, and he was talking about, you know, Devontae with the franchise mm-hmm. tag and, hey, his, and everything he wants to do in the future. If you were just looking at that from how you know Aaron, and all the conversations you have seen in the way the NFL works, you know the way the NFL works more than anybody with all the years of business you've seen and everything behind it. It's a gift from Zoom. We need to get that. Oh, what is that? Couple? Oh. Is that coins? I don't know. Okay. Oh, Zoom coins? Do we get coins? Oh, hey, Howie likes it. What up, Howie? Howie? Anyways, what do you think? From outside looking in, how do you see the Aaron Rodgers story going, you think? Selfishly, I mean, I said it on our conference call to him as we were getting off. I just said, don't go. Um, I love the whole mystique. I love the whole thing with him at Lambeau. I can't imagine him in another uniform, but I kind of felt that way about Tom as well. I didn't think Tom would go. And then look what Tom was able to do. I wouldn't be shocked if he went somewhere else. I wouldn't be shocked if that was it. I think that was the crazy part of of the weekend, of the way that that game ended. Um, And... You know, we're summing up that Robbie Gold had this huge play and, 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 you know, he kicks the game winner. And then it's like, oh, my God, is this it? Is this it? Aaron's walking off. Is this it? Um, I'm bummed about that. I feel bad about Devontae. I feel bad about all of it, but um, just as a friend to them. But I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be at all. And I think, and AJ, I'd love to ask you this, and I realize I'm not sitting down and interviewing you right now, but don't you think Tom really opened up the door for guys like that, maybe even a Stafford, to be like, I got to go. Time is running out. I got to go win one here. I think so, especially if you're not completely happy or you feel like you've worn out your welcome or whatever reason you don't uh, want to stay at the team you are. But I don't know. Like, I feel like. How about Russell Wilson? Come back. How about yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson as well? Russell Wilson and before. Yeah, where's he going? Russell Wilson. I think he's gone. So Tom Brady, though, I think is the not, – not that Peyton Manning 
didn't have a similar situation. But Peyton Manning was cut. Andrew Luck was there. I think at that time they didn't know if he was going to be able to throw a football again. But he goes to the Denver Broncos, and John Elway just says, hey, man, I haven't been able to win one as a man. Here's the fucking keys to the building, actually. You're going to own this place soon. Yeah. And you just kind of take it over, and he brings in his guys, and he runs his offense, basically. Adam Gase gets a couple head coaching jobs because of it, but he does that whole thing. So maybe he set the precipice for Tom Brady to see that or their relationship, but Tom going to Tampa, winning immediately, getting his guys in there, I think you're 100% right, EA. I, I think not Aaron, not only Aaron, but Russell as well, and before all the terrible things that are being accused off the field about him, Deshaun Watson, same thing, right? He wanted out. I mean, it was like a lot of the quarterbacks at that higher level saw the success that Tom had and were probably thinking the same thing, like, I've had ideas for a long time. I, I would like to be heard, be listened to. I That might be a thing. That might be a real thing. Then my thought with Tom was, and we were talking a lot about this, if Tom's going to leave and and maybe Bruce Arians and, and that organization doesn't really know what's going to happen, why would Bruce want to come back? And, and no disrespect to anybody that's there, but don't you think kind of hang it up right now? If Tom's going to go, do you really want to sit there and try to groom somebody or, or maybe you sign, maybe you ask Aaron to come there. I don't know. But I just... That kind of shocked me. When I saw Arian say, I'm, I'm going to come back for 2022, I thought maybe there's a chance that Brady's going to come back. But it was just like you said, it was so weird how he was like, I feel good and I'll know when it's time. And then that weekend, it was like all of a sudden we're stirring it up that he's leaving. I was like, hold on a second. I'm not ready for this. I don't know where. Well, I feel like a lot's going to no happen. Don't ask me. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. That's right. We did. And, and when we ask people stuff, you know, it changes nothing. Nope. <laughs> but it pisses people off. And I would like to let you know, we appreciate you doing that, if that's what you did. Uh, and also the incredible conversation. Thank you for the time. Incredible season. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox NFL analyst, sideline reporter, and host of... Oh, you do. You did a lot of it today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You were that's analyzing right. a yeah, lot right. of NFL stuff today. Analyzing. Hey, any any big uh, any guests scheduled on the docket that we should know about for the Calm Don podcast? You're like the biggest one we've had. Uh, no offense to Kevin Hart, but and Matt Damon, but you uh, you got the ratings Matt up, Damon. man. Oh, man. Matt Damon was last year. People are gonna hate hearing that. Thank you for having me on there. It was a good conversation. Shot oh, my God. My face hurt so bad. I couldn't stop smiling. I mean, you selling cigarettes in third grade, that's the best story of my life. Yes, I always tell Aitman, I said, you got to do Pat McAfee's show, man. He will just make you smile and laugh your rear end off. Well, that's very nice of you. We appreciate that. And when people stop by and give us great conversations, we're always incredibly thankful, just like you did today. Hopefully, we'll run into you at the Super Bowl. I assume you're going to be doing a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, you know, it's as Deion Sanders said, it's our Christmas time, baby. You got to make that money. Let's all, we'll do, we'll have big hugs when we see each other. Okay, you got, well, Whoa. excuse me, Ian. Hey. All right, you're trying you to fucking spread everybody else COVID. I don't yeah. need it. All right, I don't need that We're, particular variant. All right, yeah. we are socially distanced. Always. Sports. Look. Look. AJ. AJ, do it. AJ, AJ, do it. AJ, do it. AJ, do it. See? We can't see if That's what we do, EA. All right? Nothing. Love it. COVID is a good jumper, but not that good. Uh -uh. That's a Grand Canyon for it. I mean, it can't make it from me nope. to you. Nope. We get a little bit closer, though. Careful. Hey. We're at. Anyways, we thank you so much. We'll see you at the Super Bowl. You're the best. Love you. I'd love to have a date with you at Texas Roadhouse with that bread. Be great. Listen, that chilled salad, too.
Oh, oh, oh the iceberg. Oh, oh, the croutons, too, are just like oh, perfect. Oh, the best. House made. Oh. Oh. Don't you throw the shells in the ground there, too? I think it's lost. Oh, yeah. Peanut. Be careful. That. I, I do believe, I do believe somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Lone Star we'll had boys. Lone Star. Ooh, Vaseline good call. Also Ooh, something with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Andrews. Thank you, guys. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. All right. This guy, they call him the almighty. Massive. Huge. Seen this human being in person and said, holy shit, I thought the camera added 70 pounds of muscle. It did not. Uh-uh. This dude is bigger in real life than you see on TV. This weekend at Royal Rumble in St. Louis, 8 o'clock Eastern, only on the cock, Peacock. He will fight against, I mean, maybe the baddest human to ever exist, uh, Brock Lesnar. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. joining us now, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby! <laughs> Bobby, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Sorry you can't fit into the screen, you know? <laughs> Sorry you can't fit in the screen. Sure. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm trying. Do you guys a little bitty screen? Let me move it back. Okay, yeah. And then, by the way, the, thank you for wearing sleeves. That was very nice of you. I told the boys after the first time I saw you backstage at a pay-per-view, I said, hey, he's bigger than he looks on TV somehow. Have you always just been this massively muscle, muscular person? Have you been a bodybuilder, a weight trainer? And has this just been your entire life? You know no different. No, it's just, it's just training. I don't really, I don't really train to put on size. I don't train to put on weight or anything like that. I've just always been training. I took to it when, when I was young and um, through wrestling and, and then just through fighting, I've always been strength conditioning. So it's just something that I fell in love with. It's, it's like my therapy. Nice. How do you feel now, like with everything that you've done and so much violence that, that you have been a part of? Like, how does your body feel now working out compared to maybe 20 years ago? You know, it, it actually feels good because I always say this. When I was younger, I used to do this much work and do this much rehab. Now it just kind of it, it changes. So I do work out, but I work out smarter and I work out shorter. And I try to do a lot of stuff for recovery mainly now. So it's just it's just figuring yourself out and staying within what you need to do. And and it, the best thing for me is I, I want to feel good. I want to feel healthy. So um, I never work out to the point where I'm too sore or I feel broken up or anything like that. I make sure to recover. Bobby, listen, I don't know you that well. Obviously, I don't, I'm not a person you would ever go to for guidance. 
you should not be working out less when you're going to fight Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Bobby, this is a big time Saturday night. I know shots fired. No, you're attacking me again. No, this is not an attack. Yes, that is. sounded he like is. an. That sounded like a very underhanded attack. No, this yep. is a compliment. This is a hey, Bobby, trying to be a it friend. Was an no, it wasn't AJ. Don't okay. listen to him. Don't let him tear us up, Bobby. Okay. I don't know. It, it seemed like a little back. It, it seemed a little backhanded. No, this is just oh, hey, friend. Potential friend to friend here. Okay. Brock Lesnar. Okay. Whenever you're staring at Brock <laughs> Lesnar, because you have fought in the octagon, had a lot of success in mixed martial arts. Obviously, you've been a champion in WWE. Brock has done the same thing, UFC champion, WWE. It's really you two looking at each other almost, um, you know, the only two people that can really have certain conversations with each other. Do you experience that when you're looking at him? And I had him point a chair at me one time, and I shit my pants. Have you ever done that? Or have you not done that whenever you're staring at Brock Lesnar? See, at the beginning, it seemed like okay, and then you ended with a little bit of backhanded comedy. No! Oh, a little me, bit? Gonna, did I shit when I was staring at Brock? That's what you said. Everything else was okay. <laughs> but then at the end, you kind of threw that little... You keep doing this. No, Bobby. This is me saying this is my personal experience. I pooped my pants. He was holding so, a chair. So, you're, so you're, asking, you're asking me if I get scared when I look at Brock. Does, uh... Well, uh, I guess it did kind of come out that yeah, way. Yeah, bit. yeah. Do you? It did kind of. No, absolutely not. Okay. Thank you, sure. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think you should. Hey, look, but this, this is <laughs> hey, this 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 is the thing. This is the thing. If you want to look at it, because I know you're defending your SmackDown boys, but anyway, <laughs> um, when you when you when you're looking at it, I've been the one. You can look at countless interviews where, hey, is, are you and Brock gonna wrestle? Yeah. If, are you and Brock gonna fight? Yeah, I'll be willing to do either one. Show me one time that he's ever said, I'll fight him. Because it's not like people haven't asked about it. And you know everyone's been asking about it for, what, the past 15, 16 years? Yeah. You can find countless times that I said yes. Not one did he say yes to. Ooh. Okay, well, I should have done more research, obviously, and I was just speaking from my yeah. experience and looking at. Oh, I got a question for you. Oh no! How many how many push-ups did you do? How many push-ups? Okay, what did you get to? So I actually told my wife about this. I said uh, this is going to come up at some point in the conversation. Yeah, every uh, every pay-per-view, I obviously when I see Bobby, I go, "Holy shit, have you gotten stronger?" I said, "What should I do?" You know, I'm going to get yoked up, and he gave me this push-up challenge, basically. Okay, do yeah. do one start a clock. Do one push-up in the first minute, wait until the second minute, do two in the second minute, do three in the third minute, four in the fourth. And he said, you should start feeling it around like 27, I think you said. I said, Bobby, I ain't fucking making it to 10. I ain't making it to 10. But I did delay starting that for a while. I want to let you know I'm in it right now. I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm doing it at the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that see, the type see, what you what you, what you see I, I, the second time when I saw you I was like I'm going to explain it to him again because maybe he doesn't understand what I said as far as like doing the workout so this is why he didn't do it but now that you clearly explained it to all of us you understand what I'm saying you just don't want to do it <laughs> No no I think about it every morning I'm saying what would Bobby Lash WWBLD Boom. Okay I had I had an entire wristband on I was like you know what 
WWBLD, and I, you know, it just, I delayed it, I delayed it. Is that the type of workouts you do nowadays, though? Body weight stuff, training stuff? How about in the ring? How much in-ring training do you do? Do you feel like you're continuing to get better in there? Is it like you have wisdom now because you've been in the game so long? What does a week-to-week look like, especially now fight week coming up on Saturday, Royal Rumble? Well, as far as my training, my training, I kind of do the same style of training. I try to keep it consistent, whether I'm fighting and everything. Because wrestling, as you know now, because you've been in the ring, which was quite impressive, I do give you credit for. Um, that was a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. That was your friend stuff. Oh, yeah. see, see how it is? Nothing backhanded after. <laughs> I just left it at that. It's on me. I'll learn but, something. Um, I'll learn something there. But it's, it's, um, it's, there's different styles, and I think the most important thing is, is Roman's the best in the game right now because he's the best storyteller. He has an incredible character. He sticks to his character, and and he makes his ma- he makes he makes everything that he does um, mean more. So, as as you go on in your career, when you're young, you, you want to throw everything out there. When you start getting to the point of really just understanding what it's kind of about, mine is a mean. Um, so I throw a, a few mean things in there, like the whiplash when I sling the guy against the pole oh. and everything like that. That's just dirty and that's mean. Yeah. And that's that's so so as I've as I've um, gotten further in my career, I just think of things to make my character better, not just another cool move that I can throw out there. Okay. So you're. Do you have any? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry. Now, do you have any wrestlers or anyone when you that uh, maybe like? that are retired now that you may have taken some things from, or you watch them try to emulate what they do or that you're just a big fan of? Um, yeah, well, there's, there's, there's so many people, um, before when I, when I was, when I was going through, I was thinking like Farouk because I was doing like the dominator. I was doing a lot of different moves that he was doing, like the single arm spine buster. And, um, it's a nation of domination. Yeah, after, yeah. yeah. But, but then after that, I kind of went through, Looking at some guys, not so much moves. It's it's more of how they almost like set up their move, um, how they um, their their swag, their 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 ego, their whatever after they do a move. Because that's what makes most. That's what means the most. Because like when you're in there, you do a move, boom, 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 and the crowd's there. But the minute you stop and when you look up, then they give you something back. So um, it's just a different way of of doing the game. As far as the fight thing. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty positive or, or confident in myself and a straight fight against anybody on either roster, even the SmackDown roster. Whoa. What even about everybody SmackDown roster? So I feel pretty confident about that. So what about at the commentary tables, dude? Uh-huh. What about at the, the commentary, commentary table? I'll smash. <laughs> Get the roster, go to the commentary table. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's. Uh, Obviously, watching you work in person, I think, is, you know, something people should do because of the vast. I mean, just in the way you can move and fly around. You've been in wrestling now a long time. How, how long has it been? What is this year? Because you and Brock both have been around a long time, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I started, I got my contract. I started in 2004. And then I was in OBW. I went to OBW for about a year and a half. And then, and then I was on the main roster. Smackdown. Were you a fan? I, I remember a story about you stopping a bank robbery in the middle of uh, Olympic trials or something, not being able to do that. <laughs> and then I think Briscoe called you for wrestling to get into it. But did you ever expect this as a kid that you would get into it? And is that why like, you continue to learn and evolve uh, through 17 years of this thing? 
Well, no, when I was a kid, I would, I, you know, every, everybody has a wrestling story. So when I was growing up, of course, when I was in Germany, I would watch it. Knew all the characters growing up. Um, Guten Tag? Guten Tag? Why were you in Germany? My dad was in the army, so we were stationed out there for Hua. four years. Tell him thank you Hua. for your service. Guten Tag out there, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, I never thought that. Hey, you were in the army? I just Somebody just dropped in my ear. You were in the army? Yes, I was. Hey, thank you for your service. Who are you? I'm proud. You're being nice. You're being nice. Well, I hope you're the first one off the fucking bus, at least. You know, I, mean, I hope, I hope if, if, you know, if, you were, if you were in the Army, I hope you were the one that we at least sent out first. I appreciate your service and your father's service. I'm sorry for interrupting. You were in Germany as a child, though. That at least deserves a little bit of an explanation. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, afterwards, when, when I was growing up, I would always, you know, there was there were certain professions that you saw and you enjoyed, but you never said, I'm going to be there. So I, I never thought that I was going to be a professional wrestler. I did wrestle, amateur wrestle, and I took to amateur wrestling and I loved it. And I did it forever. And that was like everything that my sights were focused on. But um, outside of outside of that, you know, I thought the basic things, of course, I wanted to be in an NFL because that was something that every kid wished on and dreamed to to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you going to be a punter? Yeah. What was the position? Growing up in Germany, you could kick the ball far, uh, I see. You know, I had, a, I had a great 40. I'm very quick, very athletic, so I was going to be a punter. That's right. Wow. <laughs> love that, Bob. <laughs> very athletic, That's very good. physical, very smart, all obviously, those, handsome, all those things, yeah. <laughs> so you were just a freak athlete forever, huh? Very quickly being able to pick uh, up the sports? Yeah, I felt, you know, you could say freak athlete, but then it was something that I just enjoyed doing. It. And then after I got to a certain point, it was something that I just trained for just religiously it was something that you know just like people, somebody would wake up and brush your teeth like working out was a staple of my day all the time that's all the time a, hey that's that uh great jaw having guy over there mm -hmm. you know he mm -hmm. is in the morning and night. i don't have that bobby that's why the push-up thing didn't start forever yeah man. you know what i mean <laughs> that's why it never started hey Rick, i mean go ahead I said to each his own. I mean, it, if, if it's not that it's something else because when i when i started boxing i took to boxing the same way so it's it's just it was just something. I like more physical things to to educate myself on and learning it better. But um like boxing to me it's it's a sweet science. Learning boxing, being able to teach it back. Same thing with jujitsu, you're learning. Um so I like I like I enjoy things like that, but it but the physical aspect is something that's very important to me. Hey Bobby, so what what's gonna happen when you finally do get in there with Brock? Saturday, Pat. First off, I hope you smash the commentator's table before you get in there. Maybe afterwards, <laughs> smash the table, do something, rip the monitors, do whatever you got to do. But what happens when you get in there with Brock? Oh, Jesus, yeah. no reason to do that. Well, the, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. When I make him tap, I'm going to turn to Pat. Oh, and I might have Pat coming to ring and raise my raise my hand. No, 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 no. I won't be out there. I won't be out there. And, That's what you should And then do. smash Pat. You should wrap it around my waist. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> well, you, I'm not a raw guy. All right, I'm not going to be out there. I'll be watching right at home or in the back, just like everybody else. All right, don't bring are you. Are well, you, if you're in the if you're in the back, if you're in the back, you can run out there. No, do no. It. Vince won't let me do that. No, no, Vince won't let me do that. Vince McMahon would never let me take away from the champion. They're a brand new champion. I want to do that. And a brand new champion. <laughs> but uh, I understand what you're saying. I will see whatever happens out there. You know what? Yeah, I mean, but it's there's so much hype in, into the match. I think that it's one of those matches that people want to see us in, in a couple different areas. They want to see us wrestle against each other, 
They want to see us fight against each other. They want to see us pro wrestle against each other. So um, since we are fortunate enough to do it in a wrestling ring, I think we give them a little bit of everything. Are you trying to end this thing quick or like, hey, if this gets into the deeper rounds, that's probably where the human Viking still uh, is a little bit better. Is that where you get better is later in the match? Like, uh, you know, are we trying to end this thing quick or what's going on in there, you think? No, I, I think I think um, with, with a fight like this, it could end quick. It, it can end. It could be something that drags on for the for day and night. It's it's one of those ones that I'm I'm prepared for either, and I and I kind of welcome either. You know, of course, if I go down and just drop him at the beginning and turn to you and and then you come run and put that title on, that will be a great feeling, and I would love that. I'll be in the back. Um, but then at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, if, if it's one of those things where you just see. You know, that, that Superman uh, get a piece of that kryptonite and just start getting weaker and weaker and Brock getting weaker and weaker. And then I slapped the, the, the hurt lock in and as he's completely broke down, wow. that'd be one of those things that you guys would be in the back crying about in SmackDown. Bobby beat our hero. Oh. <laughs> All right, listen. Our hero did come Raise out. Raise my hand. No, no, no. Our, our hero did come out with a cowboy hat on the other night. Uh-huh. He looks like he's he's right. He's in fighting shape right now, Bobby. Okay, I, I don't he's know. He's a big boy. He's he's a big boy. He looks he, he looked um yeah. Brock's been training too. He's over here laughing to make it th- seem like it's going to be just a little a fun match, but he's training. Oh. You can tell he's training. Oh yeah, this is uh we heard the other th- uh, the other night. Uh, Brock told a knock-knock joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Did you hear the knock-knock joke? If he didn't, it's, it's irrelevant. We don't need to say anything about it. Oh, so we shouldn't inform the people what you You want to. You you want to. Go ahead. Go, let's, let's tell him because here's a little, little backhanded jab. No, 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 I'm gonna make money off of that because my I got the t-shirts coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good business. That's good business. We respect yeah, right. it. Brock, uh, not normally a talker. Okay. Yeah, sure. Brock is just uh he comes out, he does his thing. Paul Heyman, the advocate, normally the speaker for him. Brock, fresh off of Saskatchewan farm, mm-hmm. right back into uh the business. He's doing a lot more talk. Told a knock-knock joke. It hit. Wow. I mean, it hit. Brought the, brought the house I, I will not deliver it because I am not Brock Lesnar, but it did go knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Bobby. Bobby who? Exactly. Whoa. Oh. I didn't say that. That was Brock. That wasn't me. me. That wasn't me. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to get that Pac McAfee kind of money off of these T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby, what, outside of Brock, when you look at the roster, is there anyone who you think like, oh, you know what, I wouldn't mind smacking this guy in the mouth. Uh, this guy needs some comeuppance, and I'd like to be the one to deliver it. Do you, can you get into those games, or do you kind of just have to focus on what's ahead of you on Saturday night? Um, I, You know, I focus it on just what's ahead of me because – Right now, and I'm, I got to give credit to the roster. It's like we've had, I think we have one of the most talented rosters in history. If you look down the down the line of the roster, there are so many guys that may not be at the top, but they have the potential to be. I mean, you're, you're talking about guys all the way down that you don't even think of like a ricochet. If that kid gets on a roll, he's, he's exciting. Um, he, he, would, he, would, he would be a force to record with. And he'd be selling out arenas because of how – 
entertaining is. Um, but then you have guys like shout out SmackDown by the way, shout out SmackDown, SmackDown, shout out SmackDown. But but he he started out on Raw and that's how he became the way he is. But anyway, <laughs> um, and then then, the, then there was guys on um, there's guys like Riddle, Damian Priest, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Hi. Yeah, Hi. yeah. Oh yeah, but raw, they, raw, yeah, but raw, Kevin raw, KO and Seth, raw, yeah, raw, come on, KO Star and Seth just came over on on SmackDown. Neither here nor there, but you're yeah. right. There's so many. The there's so many talented. I mean, we would we're okay with helping ratings. Okay, on Fridays, I don't know about on Mondays, but on Fridays we're okay with whoever doing whatever. I mean, and I do not want to speak for Fridays, by the way. I should not be, but in this particular case, I feel like I do have to, you know, put on. Uh, but whenever you're talking about being the marquee, right? That's what this weekend you and Brock are. Obviously, Roman's yeah. always going to be up there, and there's that whole thing kind of takes place with Seth Rollins. I mean, there's but being in the marquee is a big deal. And we just looked up your stats. We should have done this earlier. You were 15 and two in your MMA career. You start in 2004 at OVW because of a gunshot wound stopping a bank robbery that leads you into the business. Now you're in the marquee here, 17 years later. What does the future look like? What does the future look like for you? Do you continue to ascend? Do you continue to do your thing? And have you even thought about that? Um, I, I'm, I'm a here and now kind of guy. Right now, I, and, and I was just talking to a, a, a bunch of my buddies, and, and one of them just happens to be a fan of yours, but I changed all that in his mind. But um, What's that all about? Oh. What's that all about? Oh, oh, What's that all about? Every once in a while, I got to throw one back. I understand. Every once in a while. Listen, when I get to 27, <laughs> all right, I'm done. No, but, it, no, but reality, I said, I said, Pat's a really cool dude because I was telling him about that I had an interview with you. And I was like, no, he's a real cool dude. I see him in the locker room all the time. We talk. Uh, so, you see? See how I am? See, hey, okay. you're a good guy. Like, good luck this week. I genuinely want you to do well this weekend, man. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Look at us. You, you want me to win? What's that? You want me to win? Yeah, I want everybody to be stern but fair. I want to have a fair fight out there. I just want to uh, see everybody bring their best stuff. Yes. Yeah, just everybody bring can't their even, best stuff. Can't even say yes. What's that? There's my feeling. No, no, Bobby. Bobby, come on. We had the whole who thing earlier. Yeah. Bobby. Yes, no, maybe so. It's all the same. No, no, I, I'm non-biased. Um, I'm non-biased. That's my job as a commentator. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm, I'm going to track down those text messages. Boom. Not text messages, but those those tweets that you made that were kind of like Survivor Series. Oh. But anyway, oh, so you asked me. Yeah, you're right. You asked me about uh, things that I want to accomplish afterwards. I mean, it's it's WrestleMania is always big. Um, I want to have those WrestleMania moments as many as I can um, before I do retire. Um, you know, I had a I had a one on one with Roman. I beat Roman. He beat me. But Roman's just transcended the damn business right now. He's at a whole nother level, which is good to see. Um, I would love to be able to get in a good feud with him. Um, Bobby. Me and Drew still have finished business. Bobby, um, you get into I a feud with Roman, you're going to hate the things that are going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to not see I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, and you know what? I actually do want to now because now I can, I, you, can, you can pull it off and I can find out how you really feel about me because you've been holding back a little bit it's mm -hmm. kind of like these little backhanded things no oh, and you have on. little protection and then and they get to, i had to do it i had to do it <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll see the true feelings. Hey, Bobby, listen, yeah. you and MVP, yeah. come on over to Friday nights. Oh, it'll be awesome. I mean, what a good time that'll be. I mean, mm -hmm. it'll be so much fun. You know what would have been cool? If, if we would have been able to run a Hurt business against the bloodline. Yeah, and then they broke up the Hurt business, right? Didn't you guys break? What, did that come out of yeah. nowhere for you? Did you guys expect that? Was that understood? What happened there, you think? It came out of nowhere, but you know you know how it is. It's, and you know Vince. It's like sometimes you don't always see what Vince's vision is, but ultimately he has a reason for it. And instead of trying to fight it, you got to kind of understand where he's coming from. Um, is there a chance that the Hurt business can come back together? You never know. Could. Oh. Um, oh. And that, that's not that's not a spoiler or anything like that. I'm oh, just yeah. saying anything can happen in this business. You know, there's always things that change. There's things that pull you apart. There's things that bring you together. So um, I'm not I'm not opposed to anything right now. As you can see with the things that I've done since I've been back, um, I'm pretty much a, okay. Let's make it happen, kind of guy. But um, <laughs> there's been some storylines out there. Yeah. <laughs> some story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen. But, uh, but you know. There's, I'm just, I'm like, I always say this, man, I'm, I'm living a dream in this, in this wrestling business. And there's, I mean, you know how it is when you, when you get in that ring crowd, um, just it's, it's a blast, man. So me moving forward, having the match with Brock, I hope we get to do a lot more with each other. Roman, Seth, um, Kevin, um, I would even revisit old feuds that I had before because I've changed in the business and other people have changed in the business. So I'm just excited about everything right now, man. I think that right now I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm happy to be in the position that I am. And I just want to keep everything rolling. So, Well, you're crushing um, it. Everything's great. You're crushing it, man. We appreciate you stopping by. Probably smart, by the way, you're wrestling Brock Lesnar to think about having a Hurt Business back. Yeah, genius. You know, I'm not saying because you need it, obviously. I'm just saying this is good strategy. This is good. Oh, yeah. This is great strategy. I had yeah. AJ with me whenever yeah. I went down there to beat up Adam Cole. You know, it's just these are things, you know, if you're going good. Yeah. Yeah. Just something to think about. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. What's that all about? You need you don't need it though. You don't need that to happen. I don't need it. You can't you gotta stop doubting me, man. I'm not! I, I, listen, this is we're talking, about, we're talking about you just you, you 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 know how bad I am, you just don't want to accept it. I'm a bad man. I'm very nice. I put a smile on my face. But I'm dangerous. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah, 15. Yeah, you're a badass. Hey, don't, don't, the smile is just part of it. Hey, oh, I'm going to yeah. stay away from you on Saturday. All right, just because I think that's probably good for my health. And also, I don't want to be floating any potential in your eyes, you know, any negativity. Sure. No, no I'm super positive, guys. Yeah. Super complimentary. I can't wait to see you work on Saturday night. Only available on the cock, Peacock, Royal Rumble, <laughs> a once in a lifetime event. Happens on Saturday. It's gonna be great. Are you working out today or no? I think we should maybe do two of these today. Brock's waiting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, smart. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna work out yeah, again. Oh, oh. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Lashley. Thank yeah. you, Bobby. Yeah. Well, while you're here, let's make that commitment. Next time we talk, so Saturday. What's today? Wednesday. So you got a few days. Do the push-ups, and let's let's see what you get up to. See where you got. Okay, I'll give, do it. What's the number? I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go either yeah, today or tomorrow today. or Friday. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I will yeah. for sure give it yeah. a go. Yeah, if you, whatever you make it to is what you make it to.
that's when we start the goal. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I appreciate you being super positive, but you know I'm going to fail mightily, and I probably won't even be able to move my arms on Saturday. That's, are you trying to weaken me? Are you trying to weaken me whoa, whoa. on Saturday? Whoa. Is that what we're trying to do? I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Lashley. Thank you, Bobby. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. Today's show had some depth to it, I think. You know, we really, quite some range. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully you will be as well. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday evening. Chuck Pagano's on tomorrow and some surprise guests, I believe. Tomorrow should be a big day. Let's go.